tuning in today. Yes, all of you. I want to welcome our fabulous guest. Today we have a casting director. You know her from Veep, Single Parents, Baskets, Parks and Rec, Future Man, so many other shows. Please, first recorded podcast, welcome Dorian Frankel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. It's just, I'm, I love you. I love all the shows that you cast. And what people don't know is that I do this retreat every year in mm-hmm. Maui, and you were our guest last year, and you were amazing. And you know what, you guys? Dorian cares. She loves actors so much. She cares about them truly, truly, truly. And thank you. From the bottom of my heart, it was a gift to have you. Well, thank you for inviting me. I mean, I, I had a wonderful time. I met some wonderful people. <laughs> I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so all that many matters. Good things. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let's talk about you and your path in becoming and focusing in to become a casting director. Sure. Were you an actress first? Were you a producer? I what was, was it? I, I, when, when I got out of college, I started working for an off-Broadway producer. Mm. I worked for the Big Apple Circus for a little while. So I was always sort of around. Did you major in theater? Were you I a... did major in theater. Okay, I went lovely. to college thinking I would be an English major and then I was a psychology major for a while. And then I suddenly realized, oh, I guess I'd, I'd always been intrigued by acting, and yeah. I somehow thought, well, that's something you just have to already know how to do. And I took one acting class in college, and suddenly I thought, oh, you can learn this and get better at it. <laughs> and I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yes. I know. It seems obvious now. Um, so that's when I sort of thought, oh, maybe I actually can do this. And I, I mean, I loved it. I, I loved comedy in particular, and I, in, my, in my youth, I did a lot of improv and sketch. Yes. And, you know various places. And so when you got out of college, you did you pursue acting first? No. You just I did yeah. not. I yeah. moved to I worked at the summer theater and then I traveled a little and then I moved to New York and I worked for this off-Broadway producer. I think it, when I was young, I always wanted to sort of be a little bit of a fly on the wall, mm. absorb information yeah. so that I was prepared. Yeah. I I'm sort of I mean, I jump into things all the time, but my I really always prefer to sort of have an understanding. You like first. to analyze it, sit back. Yes. And me, I'm like, shoot by the hip. Yeah. Shoot. That just do it. That works as well too. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. Okay, so you work for this producer. Mm-hmm. How did you get into casting? What was your first experience? So I moved out to LA uh, after about five years in New York. I took a sublet because um, mm-hmm. I thought, I wanna see what California's like. Yeah. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, and I got this three month sublet off of the equity board, like a bulletin board. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's how long ago it was. There's a bulletin board with a notice. Age where... is just a number. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I took this three month sublet and I just never left. Wow. Yeah. So, how did you get your first casting though? What did you do? Okay, so I, w- I was an actor for a while, I had a million different jobs, and I just got to a point where I wanted to have something a little more stable. I. When I was younger, I wasn't particularly success-oriented or mm-hmm. achievement-oriented. It was mm-hmm. more experience-oriented. Yeah. I just wanted to do a lot of things and learn a lot of things. And I still have that, but I just wanted to find some success and achievement in life. And I yeah. I'd thought about casting before, and people had always said, oh, you would hate that because you would always wish that you were the one auditioning and getting the role. When I really thought about that, I realized it wasn't true, yeah. that I knew some casting people that I felt like it was a good fit. Yeah. So I actually just started interning, and I was, you know, I Where was not a Where did you start? Kid. 
my first two internships. We want to know the inside scoop. Okay, so it was it was like in the spring, so there wasn't a lot going on, and I I interned with Kathy Sandridge Gelfand, oh. um, who was working on a movie at the time, and I interned at Lieberman Patton. Oh, back when they I were remember. doing. Um, I remember the first session I ever sat in on was Elizabeth Barnes. Oh. Was very kind and let me sat, sit in on a session for um, the comeback. Oh, which great show. I love. I mean, that was, it was just such a, a treat. Great so, show. Um, and I just so you, you just know, interned and worked your way. Interned, interned, interned. And, and your then first job was my first job. Um, I had sent a resume to you used to send your resume to Breakdown Services, and when people were looking for an assistant, they would ask for resumes and they'd fax them over. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Allison Jones was looking for somebody, so I got super lucky. Wow. Um, so she got my resume. She called me, um, and I went in and met, and I got that job, and. Uh, You've and been I doing stayed it with ever her. Since. Yeah, I've been doing it ever since. I stayed with her for a couple of years and just wanted to sort of broaden my experience. And and did you go to other offices before you started your own company? I did, and yeah. I never really started my own company. Oh. Um, I always feel like just sort of a person for hire. I always feel like a crew member. Okay. Um, but I, I owe Allison so much because uh, she was your mentor, she, bit, pretty much. She, yes, and she, you know, she did the pilot for Parks and Recreation in the mm -hmm. first season. She was too busy to do the second season. So I went to meet on that. That's how I got that job. Um, ah. My very first, I did a, like an indie feature on my own because um, I'd been I'd been uh, an associate at a couple different places mm. at Elrich Dawson Kritzer, Elrich mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Belasco on a, okay. a funny movie, and then there was a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Again, Allison was too busy to do it, so I and I had known Jeff Garland through improv. Oh. So I got to six meet with Larry degrees. David. It's so yeah, important exactly. about and I, connections. I sense that he was very skeptical, but somehow I got that job. So I did two seasons of that show. Amazing. Um, yeah. So what do you love about casting? Do you feel like, and what is the process? Do you get the script? Do you read thoroughly through it? Talk, um, talk to us on this podcast and so it depends here. on what if you're doing a pilot. You know, there are things that are a little bit different because you see a lot more people. You're casting the series regulars. Um, but the, the everyday sort of episodic mm -hmm. week in, week out, mm -hmm. you know, you get a script, say, maybe a week before, you read the script, maybe you've given a, been given a heads up that some character might recur mm -hmm. in this episode, so you make sure they're available. It's a lot of dealing with schedules, which is not what I love about it, right. but it's fine. But then you have um, to bring in your vision from the producers. Yes. You talk, you have a meeting with the producers to tell you to discuss no. and collaborate. It's you funny because a lot of people think that we have these long, in-depth discussions about that's why what you're each here. character is. That's why you're and here. And I think, to, I think yeah. some shows do that and I think maybe it's more of a drama thing. Most of the shows I've ever done, yeah. I've been, you know, I've had, I've. it's just up to me to sort of say, okay, what does this feel like? I'll write a breakdown, uh, send it for people to look at. Sometimes they weigh in. And say no, we want this person to be older. Or we want oh, this person to be this or okay. that. But mostly, it's from reading the script, um, looking you at all get the a new roles. Yeah, and I, I do work with a partner. So, and yes. I work with two partners essentially: uh, Sibby Kirschgesner and Marlies Gunsenhauser. So, this is all all of us do. All yes, of this. beautiful, wonderful. Um, so, so you get an idea, then you put out put out the breakdown, and then you go through submissions. submissions. Yeah. So, just timeline. These, might some be, people listening don't know. Yeah. Timeline so, might be of use to people. I've found. Yes. So, let's say we get a script on a Monday. Mm -hmm. It starts shooting the next Monday. So, we read the script. Uh, we pin anyone who is a, a recurring character that's already been established. Make sure they're available. Make sure they don't have any conflict. Ah, yes. Write a breakdown for all of the new characters. Sometimes there's one. Sometimes there's eight. Yes. Um, I have to say, there's a lot of approvals. This is not that interesting, but it is part of the process. And but it is interesting. So it is. we have to sort of 
get any feedback from the writer on that. Then we have to send it for studio network approval. Then we release the breakdown. Um, hopefully that's all within like a half a day. And so by the time when you release a breakdown mm-hmm. and it gets sent out to agencies, mm-hmm. are are the auditions happening the very next day? Generally, yes. Because So how does it happen? How does the turnover happen so quickly? Okay, so submissions start coming in. Let's say we, the breakdown gets released in the afternoon. Submissions start coming in immediately. We tend to get about 2,000-ish <laughs> submissions per roll. I know that sounds insane. That is. But... You know, right now everybody's in a hurry and everybody submits everybody, yes. so you just sort of have to go through it. So we start going through submissions right away because we never know if there's going to be a new character. Mm-hmm. There's never, we never know if we're going to have to see more. We want to make sure that we're not sort of scrambling at the last minute. So, right. so, so you go through all, we all go the submissions. Through submissions. They'll continue to come in and we'll yeah. continue to go through them. Um, we have a system where we mark people that we think could be right. We tend to see some people we know and we think will be great for the role. We tend to see some people we don't know, and that's one of the ways we meet new people. Mm. Um, so we set up for the next day. We usually do and like a couple hours in the morning. How many actors do you usually see per role? You know, 12 to 16, depending on the role. After, uh, of these 2,000 submissions. Yes, I know. How Highly does that competitive. Happen? How does that happen, and well, how do you get okay, picked? Okay, I will tell you. Um, on this show and on most shows, unless there's a very specific reason, we can't hire anyone who's non-union because the show could get fined. Mm. And I know sometimes people think, oh, why won't they just have Hartley people? Okay, well then let me ask you that yeah, really yeah. quickly about being SAG eligible mm-hmm. versus being in the Screen Actors Guild, SAG after now. Okay, I'll tell you how I feel. Um, everybody, Everything I say is just my subjective exactly, opinion. Exactly. I know that people have different feelings in different offices. Okay. So um, what is your opinion about I that? Am, I look at all submissions. Mm-hmm. I am happy to see anyone who's SAG eligible as long as they're willing to join if we want to hire them. I mean, you can't like... But does that a give a little... Um, red flag to you because what if they didn't have the funds to join their SAG eligible by the time that you have to hire them is that an issue uh it's a thought yeah but I just I assume that if somebody is applying for the job they're going to be ready to take the job Mm. and mostly we've had success with that we haven't had anybody suddenly say I just don't have the money to Mm -hmm. join I think they have payment plans I don't know the ins and outs of it but if you're being submitted and you go into audition you're telling us that you are willing to do what it takes to take the job because I can't I can't hire you if you're not in the union. And so the one thing I want to say is a lot of times people think, well, they just don't want to hire non-union people. It's like, no, my show will get fined. Everybody's on a tight budget. It's it's my responsibility to avoid having the show be fined. Mm. So if we are Taft-Hartleying somebody, unless they're under 18, um, they have to have... Yes, and let me just talk about what Taft-Hartley means. And Taft-Hartley means... Oh, okay. Uh, they, so, some people don't know. Absolutely. Some people do know. But I am here to give that information. So if you are not in the union, um, one of the ways you can get in the union is if you book a job and the production will fill out a form saying this is why we can we have to hire this actor and not any of the thousands of other actors yes. in the union. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's a very special quality or skill. Maybe they speak Urdu. I don't know. There are some people that do that. Sometimes I just coach somebody that had to speak Urdu. Yeah, that's so weird that you it's just a say thing that. that happened. What? That's so crazy. <laughs> I think it happened when I was working on the unit many years ago. Just popped into my head. Um, if you're under 18, so there's no penalty. Right. Um, if you have um, training from a really well-known, reputable, you know, training program, that can be a good reason. Oh, so interesting. A young, first professional employment of a young person who is, has mm. had training or something. Okay. Um, so they have to fill out forms and we it just costs. We just one form. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's no cost for the Taft-Hartley. Oh. Um, you just have to pay to join union, which is a lot of money. Okay. Um, and you have but to... But so why don't shows like to do it? Well, because if, if, if I just hire some 
actor who, like, I, let's say, okay, I get 2,000 submissions for this guy who's 25 who's a barista. Mm -hmm. um, what are the odds that I can't find a good actor for that role? Zero. Right. 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 So the union ha is invested in employing its members. Ah, so okay. if I hire somebody who's not in the union when I could have very easily found someone in the union, that's when the show will get fined. When we don't, ah, when we can't justify it properly. I get it. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting to me because mm -hmm. I never, actors come to me and say, but I'm SAG eligible and I always say, well, maybe I think you should join. I think it makes you more reputable. And I mean, um, there, are, there, are, there are two opinions on that. Right yes. now, because of the way commercials are, yes. a lot of people are being encouraged to wait so that mm -hmm. they can do non-union commercials because there's so much work there. Right. I get that. So I, I'm happy to see people who are SAG eligible, assuming they will be able to join. But generally for small roles, it does point out people as probably being a little less experienced. I'm probably not going to bring in, unless it's somebody who's like a Broadway person and just hasn't joined yet. Right. Um, but for a big guest star, I'm probably not going to bring in a, a SAG eligible So what person. do you suggest for actors to keep their training? What is it about their resume that you're going to go, okay, I'm going to bring that person in? Or have they met you? Or are they in plays? Something. It's what is anything it? Anything and everything. I will say it's all of those things, and then mostly it's intuitive. You know, you go through two thousand submissions. Yeah. Some of the people submitted aren't right. Mm -hmm. Some of them, I know, and I just feel like it's not a good fit mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them I know and are a good fit. So we tend to mark, you know, all the people that might be right. So it's basically random. No. Okay. I would never say it's random. Okay, not random. I take that back. Not There's random. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, but the people that feel like, oh, this person might be interesting for this, um, you know, you see a picture. Maybe you look at the resume. Maybe you look at, uh, more than ever, I look at whatever clips they, they've got posted, whether it's a full reel, ah, cause, because I want to get That's a amazing. sense of what they feel like, whether they feel like this character. We had this guy we hired for a teeny weeny role who came in and he was just, his reel was just sort of wonderful and he was sort of wonderful. And <laughs> apparently he like recurs on Superstore. I hadn't known that. Yes. But if, but he was great. So, uh, but I just looked at his reel and I thought, this guy feels like this character. And so the, the submissions come in now in Actors Access? Or how does it come um, in that you so, see their reel? Uh, we put out the breakdown to agents and managers. I tend to oh, not put it out to Actors Access oh, because... Mo I will say this is something useful for actors to know. Generally, if you put something out on Actors Access, which we do when there's something very, like say we're looking for twins who can juggle. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Most of the submissions that come in on Actors Access have nothing to do with the role. People are just saying, hey, if you have something else for me. Got it. And that's so just unfortunately not, Time. not yeah. helpful. Yes, um, yes. So it's the it's the agent manager, the Breakdown Express side of it, not mm. the Actors Access mm -hmm. side of it. I know the, the accounts are correlated, yes. but actors can't submit themselves. They do have to have a representative submitting. And how do you feel about if an actor just randomly finds your email and will mm -hmm. submit something? Are you open to seeing those emails? Are you? Are it happens you... all the time because okay. everybody's email is out in the world now. Yes. What do often, you feel about that? Often when people are emailing out about a specific role, it's too late. We've already seen the role because mm. things do move fast. Yes. Um, we get a lot of newsletters from actors about, you know, something they just, a recipe they just does cooked that, or a trip that, they just took. Does that and awaken I, you to them or is it kind of... I understand mm. that people are trying to just sort of be a person. Yes. I just get so much email yeah. that it starts to feel like a burden. Yeah. It's... I, it's, so what's I'm the best way? I'm very happy that you got married yes. and you went on your honeymoon to Italy. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. It doesn't mean I'm going to call you in for this particular role. So, I have actors that I love that I don't necessarily ever have the right role well, for. Well, because there's so many actors and there's not all, a whole lot of roles all the time. Yeah. But So what do you suggest is the best way for that connection? Because it is all about connection. But it and... also is about, and you know, 
I just have to do this with air quotes because it's such a cliche, but it is about the work. The work. Yes, um, the work. When people well, come that's in, what I'm first and foremost. And I could care less what I, anybody looks like. I care about the work. Yeah. When but. people come in and, and just are really good, that's who you remember. Yeah. Um, it's not because they made a joke and were friendly. It's not because they asked me a question about my childhood. It's not because they brought me donuts. It's the work. Yeah. At the and end of the day. I will say wonderful. something else use, I think hopefully useful about that. Um, I don't care how many followers you, ha- followers you have. On, yes. on the projects I have worked on, I know sometimes that comes into play. I know it's a real thing. But generally, in the day-to-day episodic casting, we bring in people based on either we know them or their resume or they're real. We read people. We then, oh, to continue, this is continuing the process. Yes. Then there are no callbacks. We, we oh. narrow down from the auditions and oh. we send five to eight. On all your shows, there's no callbacks? On a pilot, you'll be in with producers. Yes. Um, yes. And I and some shows I think still do, mm-hmm. but a lot of shows people just don't have time to be in the room. They're busy writing, mm. and it works really well. No, to that's just wonderful. Do it on tape. So we'll say, let's say we'll say see fourteen people, and then there's six that we loved, and we send those six off, and then then the producers will watch and decide discussion, mm-hmm. and they will decide who who we should hire. Mm. Um, and why did I go to <laughs> I don't remember. We no, the process about um, about how people get seen, really. And, and you basically oh, yes. went to the work. And the work. Yes. Um, the work. I Let's quote that together. Say, I always feel the, the work. work. I feel so pretentious <laughs> saying that. But that's what matters. So if you are one of those six people that gets sent off in a link, people are watching the audition and they're picking somebody. They're probably not going to your resume. Yeah. They're probably not going to your website. They're probably not checking your Instagram. They're just picking somebody based on the audition. Mm. So, what's your advice is to actors out there to study to keep, you know, a full sense of themselves? I'm answering stay the questions current. for you. Yes. Um, what does that mean? Stay current, in your opinion. I think there are a lot of things that people have been telling actors for a long time that may not be the freshest information. Mm. Um, Can you elaborate what that means? I mean, I remember when I was in New York, yeah. I took a commercial class. Yeah. And one of the things they said, go big. They can always bring you down. Yeah. You go big in a room now, people think you don't have a sense of the tone of the show. Yes. They think you're going to go broad. I, I feel like generally underplaying something a little bit is... Better. Wiser. Yes. Um, you don't have to try to be funny. Sometimes a scene or a show requires somebody who can be funny. But generally, when somebody comes in and they're just about being funny, they're not. They're not going to be scene. funny, right? And the the emotional drive of the scene. Story. Often right. they're a supporting character in a scene with a series regular. Um, often, the especially in single camera comedy, often the job of the supporting cast is to sort of be the everyman responding to a crazy thing that one of the main characters is right. doing. Um, but still have a fully fleshed out character, beginning, middle, and end. But you don't have to be ba-dump-bump because you don't yes. want to play on the joke ever, actually. Right. This is why you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, but then sometimes somebody will come in, like we had something recently, I'm trying to remember the role, and we got into a conversation about, well, you know, is the barista really, um, you know, are, is this happen, does this happen all the time to the barista? Mm. The barista was just responding to something <laughs> yeah. that somebody did. It's like, you know, if we start worrying about whether this is something that happens all the time, um, 
now we're worried about the barista and the scene is about these two characters going through this room doing a thing that the barista reacts to and then we stay with these two these two main characters Mm -hmm. if we're suddenly like oh my god why is the barista so upset that's not telling the story well you don't want to pull energy you want to service the story exactly so but by servicing how that barista since we're talking about the barista how that person has made the choice to react positively, negatively, quirkly, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then the choice, then on that tape, you see that and go, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And often the choices that work are, you know, somebody's just going about their business, a thing happens, they, they think, wait, what's what's going on? That's not normal. Uh, okay, oh well. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it's that. Oblivious, being oblivious. Um, sometimes. To the circumstances. Sometimes, but often it's more of like a, what's wrong with that person? Okay, whatever. <laughs> Because I find in single camera, it's the emotional, it's what you're thinking on the inside that is opposite of how you display it on the outside. So there's that juxtaposition that goes ah, on that adds that little bit of quirkiness. Like you're thinking one thing, but you're saying another. Do you know oh, what I mean? yeah. So yes, I do. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And and that reminds me that, you know, we, we kind of can see what people are thinking. Yes. Um, so often when an actor comes in and is trying to show what they're thinking, it feels too broad. Not and funny, it, not funny. Don't show it, don't show it. Um, yes. And the effort is going into showing rather than actually living through the scene, and it does tend to make someone feel a little more inexperienced or green. And one of the things we think about when deciding who to send is, you know, it's not just is it a great audition. Mm-hmm. Did we get there? Um, mm-hmm. And we redirect and we'll play yes. with something until we feel like we get the person's best best version of it. Um, but, you know, you send someone off to a set and you want to make sure that they're self-sufficient. They don't yeah. need a lot of hand-holding. Um, that they can sort of step up and do the job and understand the scene and make decisions. And um, So when a person, an actor, comes in the room and they're too overly like, thank you so much for having me, is that a red flag? That's like it's overkill. It depends. Okay. I mean, it, I, I think some there is too much overthinking and there is too much over-apologizing. And that does do a weird status thing. I mean, I'm there to do my job. Mm-hmm. You as the actor auditioning is there to do your job. We're right. there to work together to get your best audition. Um, and putting me at a much higher status messes with that balance. Yeah, because it has to be, the truth wins out and they have to be in their body and in their own personality. But do you, do you see sometimes that someone will come in and you know their work and you know they're good, but they're having that off day? Sure, all the time. And so how do you help them? Do you... To get through it, to work with you, what do you do? Well, we'll we can address specific things in the scene. Mm-hmm. We can just have a little chat. We can be dumb and laugh about things. <laughs> we can just kind of try to loosen it up. We can try to, you know, sometimes we'll say just do, uh, just do on this like whatever you want. Don't try to get it right. Don't worry about the words. Um, just to loosen. Them. Yeah, and then look. Sometimes people that I know are great just don't have a great audition. Somebody asked me this recently. Um, you know, how much does it affect? your opinion of somebody yeah. if they have a bad audition. It's like, if somebody, usually you can tell if somebody has the craft, is a skilled actor, is capable, um, but just isn't quite fitting into this yes. character, isn't quite getting it, isn't quite understanding what's going on. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm never going to, you know, there are people that come in who clearly don't have the skill yet. Um, and I will remember that, and I will give and them another shot and, at some point. And, and they don't know that they don't have the skill yet. And they feel like they're doing a really good audition. I know. But as the casting person, casting director, watching them, what are those elements? There's, there's a vagueness. There's a detachment. There's a play on the lines. What, what it, It's just not dropped in. Is that what you're saying? 
That's part of it. I mean, sometimes you you see all the effort. Um, there's not a natural, organic, flowing feel to the scene. Um, you see them saying, okay, I'm going to do this on this line, and I'm going to do this on this uh, line, and then they're just doing this, yes. and then they're just doing this, and they're yes. not sort of living through yes. the change of the yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, so know, in those, in coming off that, do you do you suggest actors stay in class in different types yes. of classes? Always, yes. 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 It's always process, you know, that, that just gets better and better. And I always find all my series regulars have been in class for years and train with me, uh, well, mine, you know, on every single solitary audition for hours mm-hmm. until they have found every single piece that makes sense for them to tell that fluid story. Yeah. And the key word being fluid. Yeah. Because I think the choppiness makes you seem a little bit greener. Well, you're not, it just feels like you're, you can see the acting. You can see somebody yeah. sort of not being present in the story. You can see somebody sort of trying to do something, yeah. which is full of effort. And I will say, like, all those hours that people put in, that contributes to a sense of ease. Mm. And I think when people come in, and it's pleasant, and we have a little chit-chat, and we read the scene, and it's good, and we maybe do it again, and maybe we don't, and it's... Um, and then they say bye, see you, have have a good day, whatever. So it becomes a casual it's, situation. The, it, when people are at ease, yeah. it's easier. Not only is it easier for us, I, you know, we can we can take it if people aren't at ease. It's not a problem. Don't yes. don't be at ease for me. Be at ease for you. Yes. Because it just it feels like you have confidence in that person. That person's not going to freak out. Um, it, and it, have you ever had experiences though that you felt so sure of somebody, and then you maybe. You know, they got the job and they didn't do as well on set? Has that ever happened? I mean, there have been people that we've hired that ended up not doing a great job. Mm. I don't know that, you know, sometimes these smaller roles, you know, you see what you see and yeah. you try to really send people who who have the goods. Mm-hmm. Sometimes but how do you process that? Because don't you feel responsible yeah. at some... Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. So do you feel just badly or just like... A little oh, badly. okay, you know, well, that happens. Just kind of brush it off because... I mean, it doesn't happen often. Right. Um, and we're always trying to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah, of course. It's and your job. It's your job to help the producers get that yeah. cast, that story told. But, you know, I think sometimes when we're deciding who to put on that link of selects mm-hmm. to send, that's I really want to be cautious that there's no one we send that we would... If they pick this person, we'll think, oh, no. Right, you know, we don't and so do how does an actor give you that sense in the room? Mm. So sometimes actors will talk too much, or maybe be a little boundaryless. Um, what is it for you that makes you feel that? Is it just what we were just been talking about that that ease, ease, that yes, uh, skill, sparkle? <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes people really do sparkle. Sometimes the role doesn't really need that. Right. Um, I can tell you some things that make me feel less confident. Please do. Um, when people need things to be exactly how they imagine them mm. in order for them to do the scene, mm. like, oh, I had to have a chair here, and can I stand and then sit? And Because things are going to change on the set, and if you can't oh, do people sort of, actually do that? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, often people, and I feel like this is some sort of training, often people ask what the frame is, which is fine, but I feel like we're always framing everybody sort of from mid chest yes. to head and if you're going to move a lot if there's a lot of movement in the scene maybe we'll go a little wider but yeah. we know what the scene is yes so and live this, in the scene, the scene I always tell people the camera will find you yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, so just like a lot of like, okay, I've prepared this and this has to, you can just tell them people just have, need everything to be a certain way. Um, and, and that gives you, you pause. Job. It does because you get the job and things are going to change. You're going to, somebody's going to throw you a new line, mm. you know, it, it, you have to be able to roll with. So everything. you basically want the person to come in, maybe have a little story. Maybe a little something to talk about, or do you just like people to walk in? I don't know about yeah. having a prepared story. You know, yeah, saying I'm going to go in and talk about this thing, you can always tell that they're sort of trying to shoehorn in, in a, a thing yeah. they, they plan to say. Yeah. You know, we're friendly people. We're yes. chatty. No, you are. No, so, it's great. But so to you don't use have that. to plan anything. Yeah, just kind of just chill. Show up. Somebody will say, like, oh my God, those shoes are really fun. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't, it's not about, <laughs> it shouldn't be about anything. It should right. just be whatever it is. It's like just be a person. But at the person. end of the day, it's about the work. So, Absolutely, yes, 100%. And let me ask you this question, because people ask me this all the time about tagging their scenes. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm married to a writer, so I don't believe people, unless it says improv, should write an extra line. Mm -hmm. I always say that, you know, an, a, like a little a behavior or a thought or a little eh, a sound or something mm -hmm. cute to tag it. How do you feel about that? And do actors do that for you? Some do, some don't. There have been some shows, and sometimes when we sort of improvise a little bit at the end of a scene, um, usually I'll say that in advance. And that's um, fine. Yeah. I think when something feels written and planned, um, it doesn't work in your favor. If something feels like just a last thought that kind of came to you at the, in the spur of the moment, that feels okay to me. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can plan it to feel like that, yeah. then you're doing the right thing. <laughs> right. Um, I think often people come in with these things and they're, I understand that their their intention is to show what they have to offer. Mm. But what it comes across as, I think, and you know, the writers are watching mm -hmm. these auditions, it comes across as, I can write better than you. You know, they put a lot That's of time and effort saying. into That's these a, scripts. They're right. really good, these people. Right. Um, so, so, what, so what are you saying to tag? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Like a sound or just a behavior, or don't tag anything, or just, just an ending thought? Just to close the yeah, beat. Yeah, I, I think you can if you're good at it. Mm. If you're not good at it, don't. Yeah. Um, one other thing I thought of before you were talking about what things uh, make us feel confident. Yes. So if somebody, if we're reading a scene and somebody sort of flubs um, and they just sort of correct and then keep going mm. and they are, are fine, yeah. then I think, okay, great. They're not going to freak out. If somebody flubs and suddenly it's like, oh no, oh no, I screwed up and it throws them mm. and they can't recover, that makes me nervous. And that puts you at a pause. So if they if they flubbed up there and then got nervous, right away would you say, mm, can't go further? No, or? we would do it again, I think, and okay. see. But, but it, it gives you a little pause. But it feels so, like, like the whole, we, we have the sign up, it says no apologies, and it's got some other stuff on it. And people like the sign, and it's both to uh, encourage people to feel Loose. <laughs> yeah, like they don't have to apologize. But also, it sort of started because being apologized to all day. To all day being apologized to all Is day. Is that what they would just say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? There's a lot of it. And mm. so if somebody makes what they think is a mistake, sometimes it's not a mistake. Sometimes it's right. fine. Right. And then you stop, and then they feel badly, and then you have to make them feel better, and then you have mm. to start again. Mm. It just, it's a little bit draining. Yeah, um, I say a lot. So I, yeah. it's easier on everybody if people just feel like, eh, People screw up. People do screw up. We don't care. We're right. fine. I think that's the, the, the highlight. When people screw up and flub up and laugh at themselves about it, it's such a relief from the yeah. Monday, from the same. I mean, I feel for you as a casting director to see the same scene over and over and over. 
It's always different, though. I know. Well, see, that's why you're doing your job, yeah. and I would not do that job <laughs> because, you know, I mean, that's crazy-making to me. But I feel that way about drama sometimes. If I were, like, on a procedural and it was always yeah. like, oh, my baby's dead. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so before we close out, give me three things of advice to tell actors that's going to help them in this industry that, you know, and maybe how to connect with other with you or the things that you do, but three things that can help help them be courteously aggressive to rise up in their career and just to get ahead. That's why I'm here to the give back. Sure. People can hear a little bit about you, see what you look like. So when you know I, actors look at shows, but they don't look at the casting to people that are coming in for. You know, no, there's a little bit I, of a barrier I there. Often, I have met people before and they say nice to meet you because I know you come in. There's people you don't know who's who. It's yes, yeah. people are always asking, you know, how do I get around the system? How do I be the one who gets in the room? How do I get noticed? How do I get opportunities? Mm-hmm. Um, and often it comes as a, like, what are the secrets? I don't think there are secrets for one yeah. thing. Um, it's, it comes in the form of like, how do I like, you know, mess with the system so I get ahead? Mm-hmm. And somebody had asked me this I was on a panel a few years ago and I didn't give a very good answer and driving home I, I realized what I should have said so I want to say that yes now. okay amazing say it now I will say 95% of the actors that we hire in an episodic season ongoing you know co-stars occasional guest stars um, not the offer people not the series regulars in the pilot but but just the people that come in and audition and get hired they get the job because they were submitted by an agent or manager mm-hmm. They were right for the role, or we were interested in seeing what they could do. They came into audition. They auditioned well. They made that little group of selects. They got sent off to the producers. They got chosen, and they got hired. Most people get the job that way. They're, they don't go around. There's yeah. no going around. Right. My Our eyeballs are on those submissions. Yes, if we've met someone somewhere else and they're submitted. This just happened with, uh, I think, someone I met from your class. Oh, what? Was submitted. Oh. Um, I was like, oh, I remember him. He came in. He did a great job. And Amazing. I think he's working maybe today. Oh, what? Uh, this is amazing. I think I, think oh, I met so him here. I have you to, might I have. have you it might up. have. Um, oh, that's but, amazing. But it's, so yes, we remember people that we've met other places, but but you can't keep everybody in the front of your head all the right. time. So, so it's the actor's have job someone submit you. to have a good team. Yes, or any team. Yes. Um, we go through all this. We put the breakdowns out to everybody. Mm. Uh, I know not everybody does, but we need good actors for small roles, and I'll never hold an agent or manager. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. anybody you can do come your from job. anywhere. Yes, yes. Um, so just have somebody submitting you in a, in a timely manner yeah. and have pictures that look like and feel like you. Yeah. And do you think actors should invest in really, you know, in their pictures? I feel like actors are always taking new pictures and I look mm. at their picture and go, why are you getting a new picture? Yeah. You don't need a new picture. You don't always need a new picture. Sometimes people have like 30 pictures up and, you know, do you need 30 pictures no. up? What do you, I, I mean, my I day know, of acting was a smiley like a and a serious, you yeah. know, that's it. But now, what do you... I think it's important that they're well lit. I think it's important that they look like you. Um, so often, you know, occasionally we need a really beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And I would say, of all the people that get submitted, maybe 50% fit really beautiful. And then when they come in the room, maybe 20% fit really beautiful. They're not right for it. Yeah. So I think the world has changed yourself. though. Yeah, be yourself tenfold. And I think it's, I think that image has changed so much. Yeah. And, yeah, we're not just looking for pretty people. No, I think it's different now. I think you really are looking for the artistry. Mm-hmm. And 
and really a lot of character actors that are quirky and resonate difference. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's a, looking not like not looking like anyone else is a huge advantage. Yeah, huge. So I think I'm I'm glad times are changing in that mm-hmm. respect so much, and I feel like 2020 is going to be so much better than it has been. And I did have a guest, Gabrielle Cateras, the mm-hmm. president of AFTRA, yes. SAG-AFTRA. And she spoke about things that are going to be changing. And I think there's so much more abundance oh, for actors. I and, have to listen to that. And Yes, you do. <laughs> and um, just, there's just so much more abundance. Mm-hmm. And if everyone stays being courteously aggressive, staying steady in their craft, and really staying on, well, a positive path, you know what I mean? And I think doors open that way. Absolutely. Um, there are people that I see in things that I can't find, and that's frustrating because it's like you see some something in somebody, but they don't they don't have representative. They're not on any of the you know they're not on active you access. Oh my goodness! Um, so I will say if that's the that's the second thing. Yes. If you are, and there there's like a world of people that I'm sort of familiar with that are kind of doing these performance things, and maybe they're not looking for film and TV jobs. I feel like maybe they are, (laughs) but be findable. Being findable is is important. So Actors Access is probably the most, because anyone can join If you don't have representation, at least if you're on Actors Access, I can still find you. Yes, be findable. Mm -hmm. And then, third. Third, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) (laughs) Be a singer? No, I'm kidding. I only say that because you sing. Uh, Be... You notice how she blew bit. over that? Did you see how she just, yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. I, um, I consider myself more of a songwriter than a songwriter. Okay, but, fine, 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 fine. Uh, what is the third thing? What's the really important thing? Tell the story that the writers wrote. Ah, tell the story on the page. I know you glazed over the singing, but that's okay. Uh, I, I just always like to write songs. And when, when I was acting and doing improv, I did a lot of song improv. And mm. I just loved it. And then I, you know, sort of became a grown-up and did more serious things and I wasn't doing anything musical and I found that when I wasn't doing anything musical I just missed it so I just started writing and I started and so can we hear your music yeah if you look me up on Spotify or Apple music or just my name um, Dorian I have 24 Frankel. songs out right now that's amazing working on another I think you guys should all go and listen I, I listen to some the they're really rather beautiful I have no great. idea how to promote any of this stuff so right. if, if somebody wants to like follow me on somewhere that'd be awesome oh, I also know. let me just sidetrack on that too because I tell actors for that connection value mm-hmm. to, you know, give a shout out on Instagram about a show that, you know, you're casting that you like and tag you in it. Mm-hmm. Do you, you look. Sure. People, yeah. You see name, the imagery of names come up. It just, it just, there's a subliminal yeah, thing that goes on. Yeah, but sometimes people feel like they're being a suck up and that's not helpful. I don't mean so, it in that way. Yeah. I just mean it in a really, truly just organic way. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Some and, people are masterful at it because it just feels organic. Super sincere. Yeah. yeah super sincere. Thank you so much for coming in. Can people reach you on Instagram? How do they find you? Can they ask you questions? Will you feel overloaded? Um, what here, do you think? Well, I do feel a little overloaded, and okay. I do. I have always wanted to sort of keep my sort of social media thing to my personal life. Okay. And I don't necessarily use it professionally. Okay. Um, probably you can Google my email somewhere. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to respond because I get so many. Yes. But I am uh, working on a podcast, and that is going to be actor question oriented. Oh, well, then so that's there incredible. Will be, Do you have a name? Um, Do we have anything yet? I believe it's, it's all very preliminary. Okay. Um, so I'll try to, 
I'll try to get the word out. I feel like it's going to be January when things are going to start, um, but I think it's going to be called Ask a Casting Director. Ask a Casting Director. But it's not, nothing but it's is not happening there yet, yet. But it could be. But I will be wanting questions from people. and uh, so. Oh, so well, that's wonderful because... Stock up on those questions. There's a gazillion questions. Mm-hmm. And you've taught for me, too? I have. So thank you so much for coming in. And best of luck casting single parents right now. And I'm sure there's going to be other pilots coming up just around the corner, but... It You're awesome. Been... You're amazing. Thank and you. no, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart because you really do care. And it is, I know it's your job to care, but you really do care. That's really what I want to say. Thank you. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours and I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Peace out. Be courteously aggressive, you guys. Have an awesome, awesome day. <laughs>